0: I want us all just to maybe just lift our hands and just be thoughtful of that person. You know that that person that that you know you love so dearly, but you know they're just not where God wants them. And you know just just quietly in your own heart, just pray, just just lift them up before the Lord, and just uh, bring them right up into the throne room of grace. You know, just see that as an intercession from your heart to the Father's heart for those ones that are out not where they need to be. You know, we can call them the prodigal or or even as we were even praying this morning in the prayer room we're calling out the lost those that that are still not yet found and certainly don't find themselves in the heart of god so why don't we just lift up our hands right now father we we bring them all to you lord lord every single person lord god every every person that's on a heart this morning father god being lifted up to you we bring them all lord god and we pray We pray that they'd come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that they would come to that place of knowing you in their very heart, knowing how close you are, Lord God, how faithful and how good you are, Lord God. We pray for every single one. Lord, we pray for our enemies this morning as well. Lord, those ones that are also lost or or caught and hurt, Father God, we pray for our enemies as well this morning those that have hurt us, those who have done uh, things against us, Lord God, we pray for them as well, Lord. Because, Lord, we want to be a people that are centred in your love. We want to be a people, Lord God, are caught up in only that. We thank you, Father. We thank you as we release anything held against others, Lord. We thank you for the peace that comes into our heart, that peaceable fruit of righteousness. As your scripture says, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it's just on our hearts today. And Lord, that we savor it and remind ourselves that it's only as we release and let go. It's only as we lift, Lord God, those, those burdens that we have, Lord God, for others on our heart. Father, lift them up to you. That, Father God, they are with you. And Lord, we know that you'll see to it. Lord, that your hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Lord, we declare today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Let's... Um, perhaps keep that person that you were thinking on and thinking of on your heart this morning. I want to give the team a hand clap this morning. Uh, working through different little uh, glitches and issues this morning and, uh, and they're still here. They haven't left. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it's, um, it's again good to, uh, to be uh, in church and around the Word of God as we should be. It's so important that we... We make the word of God a huge feature in our lives all the time and, um, and be looking to God. You know, he speaks to us through his word so often, speaks to us through the word that we know, brings it to our attention afresh, and it has new revelation and new life in it when he does. Amen. Who's had that experience so far in their Christian life? There's three hands going up, four hands, six hands, a few hands Quite a few people, you know, where the Lord just gives a scripture and it just it drops into your heart and it's a scripture you know and you have to go back and look for it and he's saying something to you through it. I love that bit. I love that bit in Christianity because you know that the Holy Spirit's at work in your life, leading you and guiding you and showing you things to come like he said he would. Amen. So let's be that people that chase after that, you know, that are hard after that lifestyle. You know, if you've gotten a little, you know, if your word tank has gotten a little bit empty... Uh, time to top up you know what you say well oh, start reading the proverbs the proverbs are really good if you've ever missed out on wisdom in your life i heard a preacher once say that um you know the lord spoke to him one day cuz he said because his complaint to god was that uh lord i never had a father to teach me get this and the lord spoke to him and said read a proverb every day and i'll give you my wisdom a proverb every day. Just read a proverb every day. Just topping up your word content. A proverb every day. And guess how many proverbs there are? Uh, 31. <laughs> so there's one for everyone. And, and, you know, on that day when there's only 30 days, just read it anyway and then start again. You know, 31 days. Just keep reading it through, reading it through. I did that a few times in my younger life. And I found a wisdom came. A fresh wisdom in my life, you know, which was really helpful as I continued to walk with the Lord. Well, why don't we pray this morning and ask the Lord a blessing on the word and, and of course, um, get ready to receive from him. Father, we thank you again, Lord, for an opportunity to just, Lord, attend to your word, Lord, to come around your word, Lord God, to receive from your word. And, Lord, we thank you that it is a lamp to our feet and a guide into our path, Father God. It shows us where we are, Lord God, and shows us where we can go. Lord God, And so often, Father, we thank you that, Lord, it's often your word that you put out ahead of us that, Lord, we start to walk in. And, Lord, it brings us into our future, our our godly future, what you have for us, Lord God. We thank you for that capacity of your word and spirit, Lord, to take us into new places, new dimensions of you, Lord God. We thank you that you never run out of them. It's never dull. It's never boring walking with you, Lord. And we give you all the thanks and praise for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. You know, we want to, you know, if you find yourself getting dull, you know, finding the word a little bit dull and boring, you've got to have a check up from the neck up because it's the attitude that needs to change because the word of God never changes. Amen. Always has the same result into our lives. So so praise the Lord. I like it. Um, we're into this series on battle prayer. And I know this is a bit of a longer one. I usually don't go this long on a subject, but we pick it up again today in Luke chapter four. And uh, Jesus has been baptized by John and uh, John the Baptist and had just spent 40 days in the wilderness fasting and praying putting the devil uh, in his place as he should have been too just by speaking the truth of God's word that's how he did it amen speaking the word only this is a good place to get to in your Christian walk where where you know and we've this is being reiterated I think a few times this morning where we're just speaking the word only we're not looking for another solution another answer or a Uh, you know a psychologist for this or we're not looking for that we're just looking for the word only and uh, when we start to live that way and have that perspective i'm just going to say what god's saying i'm going to pray uh what he's saying and i'm going to see the fruit from in my life you know and of course when we do with the enemy the devil flees the devil will go you see jesus came to bring us freedom but we need to bring freedom To the devil, all right? We need to bring freedom to him. He needs to flee when we speak the word. And you know, here's Jesus after this uh, experience. He comes out and he's preaching in all the synagogues in the area. The Bible says that Jesus returned from the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. I love that part too. You know, we should see that when God given purpose and the anointing of God's Spirit come together in alignment, there's always power. amen there's always power power to set free power to transform power to bring new life. God doesn't release his power to be a plaything. Jen there's plenty of room down the front if you wanted to come back down if you <laughs> I' just saying like, who's that down the back there <laughs> Jen <your pleasure. laughs> you know I'll just say that again God doesn't release his power to be a plaything a little toy that we have down the front at the altar call after the service it's not a play thing hallelujah it's not just to give us goosebumps and i love those moments where you get goosebumps you know but it doesn't you know it's not given to esteem or validate people either god does it to set his people free powers for that reason to set his people free when you get hit by the power of god it doesn't matter what you know how that affects you. You might fall over when you prayed or, or, or you might feel a goosebump, bump or reach, be reaching for the, the tissues as you walk through the door because something's come over you and you don't quite understand it. But i tell you one thing. You'll, if you check and look, you'll find you've been set free because that's what the power of God does. It sets you free. So Jesus arrives at the synagogue of his hometown of Nazareth, And uh, we're going to pick it up in Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. And it says, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And verse 17 of Luke chapter 4, says, and he was handed the book of the prophet Uzziah. And when he'd opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And you know, that's a great verse, and, and I know it's been read out in many churches from uh, time to time. You know, Jesus speaking in his own home church and speaks out of Isaiah chapter 61. But understanding that Jesus came to set us free has been a big part of this current topic that we're in and this series. The Holy Spirit that descended upon Jesus is now on the church. Understand that. The same Spirit that came upon Jesus when John the Baptist saw the dove descending upon him is now on the church. You know, the church across the world. The world, the church that's ready for the Holy Spirit to be in the midst and amongst us. You know, um... That Holy Spirit that descended upon Jesus, you know, is now on the called out ones. And that's us, the called out ones. That's what the word church means, the called out ones. That's what the day of Pentecost was all about. You know, that release of God's spirit into the earth. And uh, and they waited for it. Jesus told them to wait for it. He said, don't leave Jerusalem until you received it. You know, we can expect the power of the Holy Spirit to be at work in our lives, just when we come to church on Sunday or, or down at the altar call, but through the week, hallelujah, look for him. He's there. And I'll tell you what, he wants to manifest himself more than what he is. It's up to us to open the door and allow him to come and uh, and, and work. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a perfect gentleman, you know, the Holy Spirit. He's a perfect gentleman. Yeah, who's heard that description of the Holy Spirit before? Three hands, four hands, five hands, six. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's good to get a bit of technology, not bring something new, you know. <laughs> but he's a perfect gentleman. That, what that means is he's not going to bust in. Not going to bust into your day or world or even your thinking sometimes. But if we'll open ourselves up to him, watch what he'll do with that. Tay, he'll come in and make himself at home. I've said before, he even go to the fridge, you know. <laughs> He'll go to the fridge and put his feet up on the furniture. He'll make himself at home in your life. And tell you what, church, the church needs that. You know, we need that Holy Spirit um, comfort and, uh, and, and welcome for him to come. You know, it's in spiritual warfare that people get held captive, you know, through the lies and snares of the devil by strongholds that they unknowingly allow the enemy to build. Battle prayers, and this is what this topic is called, this is number, lesson number seven in the series. Battle prayers should always be about people getting set free. When we pray battle prayers or, or prayers that have that little bit of edge and authority to shift and change things, should always be about people getting set free. And that's that, that beautiful combination of, of the love that we have for others and the recognition that God loves them as well. That's where that comes from. And it's that stance to say, God wants them free. So do I. I'm going to pray for them. That's a battle prayer. And you pray from that place of authority. We call that our high ground where we pray, you know, from the very throne room of grace and see change and shift in people's lives and keep standing and interceding for them. The hope that this series carries is a hope that says that when God's people partner with him are surrendered to his Holy Spirit and his purposes and connect with the Father's heart, As mature sons and daughters, then battle prayer takes its rightful place among all the other types of prayer that we should be praying. It should be there in our arsenal. Battle prayer should be there. It's not just, you know, a a, a prayer of grace that we pray through the week or now I lay me down to sleep, you know, type sort of prayers. We need to be praying battle prayers for those around us. That's the sort of the spirit that's spoken about in Ephesians 6, which is the word of God. You know, the the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the Bible says. The Greek word used in Ephesians 6 and in that list of the armour of God is that word rhema, uh, the word spoken of God, you know, the word spoken by God. Battle prayers are prayers that are released from the authority of having heard from heaven. Amen. Having heard from heaven. Ephesians, we just go there, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17 Uh, to 20 it says and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer that's all types of prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints it's about others not about us gimme 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 my name's Jimmy you know who's heard that prayer (laughs) we've all prayed it you know at some point and for me, that utterance may be given, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Brattle prayer so often comes from that capacity of seeing and knowing. Revelation that comes from connection to the Father's heart. And we've seen over a couple of weeks that Simon the sorcerer, the, you know, uh, he was in that classic place where he had the wrong heart. He'd been saved, but he still had the wrong heart. He was still thinking the wrong thing, looking at it from the wrong angle. And, uh, you know, the Apostle Peter gets a word of knowledge for him and for Simon. You see, when we align ourselves with God's heart, we see as the Father sees. And Peter's not out to crush Simon. He's not out to embarrass him or belittle him, okay? But through the word he gets for Simon, Peter gets him to a place of repentance, where he's able to change his direction and go, you know what, I've been getting this wrong. See, Peter's all about the battle. He wants to see people set free, amen? People walking in truth and going on to godly purpose. Spiritual warfare is all about setting people free from the influence of darkness, strongholds, and snares of the devil that hinder them in their walk and their life with God, amen? Paul knew how to pray battle prayers over the church at Ephesus. He had insight from heaven. You ask anyone in the military and they will tell you receiving and acting on accurate intelligence in the field of battle becomes crucial to the victory in that war. It's about knowing where the enemy is concentrated. You know, where is he working? Where's his strongholds? The location of that stronghold and releasing the weapons, the weapons aimed at that point getting the coordinates right you know you see them all that you know that's all how war is is uh, warfare takes place in this day and age is knowing where the enemy is knowing where they're concentrated and attacking that point this is where our capacity to see and know You know working uh, with Pastor Margaret over the years and you know getting into those st- uh, weekly prayer and staff meetings that we'd have down there and you know, she would often speak out over the staff and the, and the people there are gathered to pray. And, well, you all see and know. She'd just speak it out over us. Well, you all see and know. You all see and know. She used to say that, just confess that out over us. You all see and know. I'll start saying it here too, all right? Rosemary, there's a pastoral team. We're going to say, you all see no, all right? Because we need to. You know, we need to come alive to that, amen? And um, it makes a difference and a shift when we do. The Holy Spirit wants us to see and know. Align with that. The Bible tells us to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter fourteen verse one. It says, "It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts." You know, we need to get both of these working in our lives: the heart to love people, and the heart to consecrate and and consecrate to the flow of God's Spirit. We get that tricky balance right. We need to get that tricky balance right where it's loving people but also flowing with the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, when you do get it right, wow. Wow, church. I tell you what, we'll glow in the dark when we get that balance right. And we do. You know, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit listed there in 1 Corinthians 12 and, uh, and verse 10 is the discerning of spirits. Okay? Just turn to your neighbor and say the discerning of spirits. It's there among the nine gifts of the Spirit, okay? And we're just going to have a little look at it. We'll read the whole passage, but I want you to see where it's been highlighted in the, in the, um, in the screen there. Whoops. Oh, I jumped out of there, but it says in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Just underline that through the Spirit, to another, the word of knowledge, just underline that one as well, through the same Spirit, to another, faith by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Those gifts flow and function as he wills. If I had a button, I'd be on it all the time. I'd be switching that baby on all the time, you know, but there's no button. There's no button for it. It's as he wills. So we have to learn to be sensitive to the spirit and grow in our sensitivity so we can know and understand when when the gifts are working, when the gifts are functioning. Amen. You know, the discerning of spirits is in there right alongside the other, what we call revelatory gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits is in the same category of gifts. What we in in this day and age would call the prophetic, uh, you know, those gifts are represented there as a divine intelligence, divine intelligence, where we receive from the spirit of God, insights from heaven, downloads to act on, all right? Amen. Downloads to act on. You know, the word of knowledge, uh, you know, is a revelation from God regarding the present or past. All right? The present or past. The word of knowledge in the gifts of the Spirit is that heavenly intel into the past of someone's life. You know, when you get a picture and you see you see something about someone's past life, that's that word of knowledge operating. You know, um, and even sometimes events or even a location. We're talking about that this morning. You can get a sense of the hysterical nature. Not the hysterical. The hot. <laughs> the historical nature of a location through a word of knowledge from God. Because he shows you something from the past that's impacting that location. Something spiritual. Something evil. Maybe. So we get to see that. Of course the word of wisdom is revelation from God regarding the future. So they all have a place, they all have an application. The word of wisdom in the gifts of the spirit is that heavenly intel into the future of someone's life or future event. I Put a slide up here in regard. Yes, I did. Yeah, there we go. I just didn't have a trigger for it. So you can see the revelation from God regarding the future. The discerning of spirits is their capacity to discern good and evil purposes in the realm of the spirit. It functions in regard to the three levels of the spirit realm as well. So there's just a little bit more uh, for us to understand, and I'll just bring that up as well. Some of you are taking notes. so I might. Yeah. You know, it functions in those, you know, those three levels of the spirit realm. Just so want you to see that in the area of divine, the, the discerning of spirits operates in that realm of divine spirits as well, where we'll only ever discern. Get this. We'll only ever discern the good of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's that lifestyle where he's leading us and guiding us, showing us things to come. That's that uh, discerning there, you know, where we where we sense the Lord speaking to us. You know, we we often joke about the, the day where we where we felt that witness of the Holy Spirit, you know, discerned the Spirit of God was speaking to us in regard to coming to Broome. We remember that. We remember it like yesterday. This is a fairly casual day in the the life of the Basils and, and uh, you know, just a normal uh, a normal uh, day. Uh, a, you know, it was, I, I can't remember what day it was, but I know that we weren't up early that day, you know. It was not a six o'clock morning prayer day. It was just an early day. And um, and uh, as, uh, as, a, as it turned out, I received a phone call from Pastor Margaret, and she said, have you prayed about going to Broome? And she'd asked me before, and I told her a couple of times, Rosemary and I talk about the events, but we know that it was at least two times that we'd said no. No, we we don't think broom, you know. (laughs) And here we are seven years later. I think you know what the outcome was of that phone call. Because when I tried to send her a text and tell her no, we don't feel that this is something that we need to be doing at this time in our lives. (laughs) I I laugh because... The minute I sent off that text, I got such a... a, I I could only describe it as like a drinking curdled milk feeling. (laughs) Sent that thing off. And I tell you what, I was discerning the spirit of God. (laughs) I was discerning what he was saying to us, and that was that that text is wrong. So I tell you, I called it back. You know, I rang Pastor Margaret. First of all, came down and spoke to Rosemary about it. She was at the other end of the house. I said, honey, I just did this and I sent this to Pastor Margaret and i read it to her. And she goes, well, call her up. (laughs) She knew immediately that if we were just getting a witness here that it was wrong, well, then we needed to stop and have a look. And of course, um, we even at that point realized that God wanted us to come to Broome. All the coming to have a look and all that really was of no consequence because once you know that God's leading you to do something, you're going to do it anyway. Amen? Unless you want to be disobedient. And I tell you, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. So, um, so, you know, the rest is history, how, how God dealt with us. But, you know, that divine, you know, he leads us, you know, discerning us through. So we can discern the spirit of God leading us and guiding us in life. And uh, it's powerful and precious and we ought to love it. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Now get this, because we have to be spiritual men, not natural men. Amen? Look what it says. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Because he's natural. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You might want to underline, underline that bit, spiritually discerned. There's a discernment that is spiritual. It's not, you don't pick it up in your head. It's not picked up in the grey matter. You know, it's not a cognitive exercise. You know, and of course, the beauty of it is, is that when we become a people that are spiritually discerning, we get to be obedient. We get to be obedient to his leadings and guidings. And I tell you, it's a lifestyle you want to give yourself to. In these two realms, we discern these next two realms We've just talked about the the, the divine spirits being led by God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In these next two realms, we discern both good and evil, and we can. We can see and know both good and evil in heavenly spirits. It's that discernment of both angels and demons. Now, we've talked uh, uh, briefly in here about an experience where and some of you may have had it as well, where you've seen actual angels, you know, and, and recognise the presence of angels. Very powerful. And of course, demons as well, where you recognise demonic activity. And uh, what are they? Well, they're the rebellious angels, aren't they? They're the fallen angels. That's who they are. But, you know, human spirits as well come into it. And it's the discernment of both the saved and the unsaved, especially in the discernment of strongholds. Where he discerns strongholds at work, you know the devil has played and put in place in people's lives, and we get a great example of a of the gift of discerning of spirits uh, there in Paul's ministry in Philippi. Just got a few uh, a couple of extra scriptures to go through, but he discerns a demonic spirit of divination, and uh, we'll read it there in Acts chapter 16. Verse 16 through to 18, it says, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. Now, (laughs) I like that last little bit because what she was saying seemed pretty good, really. You know, I mean, someone out there yelling and screaming, saying, these guys over here, they're teaching you the way of salvation. They are servants of the Most High God. And um, we're not told why Paul and Silas and Luke put up with this girl for many days. We're not told why. It's difficult to discern the enemy. That's all I can say when he's saying all the right things. That's the best way I can put it. When the enemy's saying all the right things, it's difficult to discern that it's coming from an evil place. It's difficult, we could say it this way, and we've taught on the subject of wolves um, in the past, of wolves in the church and they run into church. It's difficult to pinpoint a wolf in sheep's clothing simply because they don't wear a badge. They don't have a wolf badge. You know what I mean? In fact, they come in sheep's clothing and you've got to discern that spirit. You see? And usually, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's one indicator right there. Listen, the alignment with the Word of God, the alignment with Scripture. But the gift of the discerning of spirits allows us to recognise that that spiritual nudge that we receive from the Holy Ghost, to recognise the spirit uh, uh, behind either the possession, in this case it was a possession, or in a Christian's life, the oppression. There can be an oppression going on where the enemy's built a stronghold and he's oppressing from that place. And um, obviously, as we've seen, the Lord wants us set free from that. Look what it says. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. And that word annoyed is translated disturbed. All right. He he sensed a disturbance. you've ever watched uh, Star Wars, uh, it's like the Jedi Knight who, when Darth Vader's around, experiences a disturbance in the force. (laughs) Just like that, all right? So don't worry, if you're hearing from God and moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, don't worry, you are not a Jedi Knight, all right? Just want you to know now, there's no Jedi Knight badges out the back that we bring out when someone starts moving the gifts. But Paul then gets his coordinates right. And he turns and rebukes the spirit in, at work in this girl and delivers her from the spirit of divination. She's going around fortune telling and, and, um, and, uh, and of course she's then set free. You see, when we, when we see the enemy at work in people, we have to understand that the people God loves God wants the people set free. That's the thing we have to be mindful of. And that's where we get that right balance of of pursuing love and desiring, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, desiring spiritual gifts so that we can move and minister and be empowered by the Holy Ghost as we get and move and minister around people. It takes discernment and revelation from heaven to pray that way. It's not something you just try. Amen? Amen. You've got to wait for the divine intelligence. You've got to wait for that heavenly download. I just want to finish by looking at uh, Matthew chapter 16, and there's just two more scriptures to look at, and then we'll close. But Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13 to 16, it's in alignment with what we're talking about. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. In other words, they're saying he's a, a repeat of one of these people in Jesus, like a reincarnation. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. How many know that Jesus wasn't having an identity crisis when he was asking about from his disciples who do you who do men say that i am he wasn't having an identity crisis he was looking for a response to revelation knowledge he was looking for a response to what he knew to be a divine download into their lives revelation knowledge always requires a bold confession a declaration of faith and it requires the prayer of faith amen Matthew chapter 16 and verse 17 to 19, and we'll finish on this. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, that's Peter's other name, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven that's authority when you receive what Jesus was saying he was going to build his church on and get this just hang in there for just another minute what Jesus said he was going to build his church on was not Peter all right just in case you've got a traditional church background okay not talking about building the the church on Peter as the first head honcho At all, We're not talking about that, nor was Jesus talking about that. He was talking about the rock of revelation. The rock of revelation knowledge, divine downloads coming down, and that's what builds the church. When God's speaking to his people, dropping truths into our heart, giving us coordinates, allowing the gifts of the spirit to function and operate in our lives, he's going to build his church on that. Amen. And we need to be tapped into it. We need to be excited about it. And, you know, be pressing in for more of it and saying, like as 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, walking in love, you know, pursuing love, because we say you have to pursue it because it keeps running away from you. (laughs) You know, you just, when you thought you're really doing good, someone upsets you or says the wrong thing. We've all been there. I have to forgive them, you know. So we're always pursuing after love to, to be walking in love, to having to be in that place where we've embraced it and said, this is my lifestyle now forever. I'm going to walk in love. And then it says, desire spiritual gifts. We get to that place, you know, where we're desiring spiritual gifts and the Holy Spirit loves it because he wants that. He wants to empower his church. He doesn't want to just empower the guys at the front. You know, we we, we certainly have an order of service and a way we do things down the front and, and all that. But don't feel that that limits you from being filled with God's love and power outside during the week, seven days a week. Don't let that stop you. Don't look at what happens in the church as some type of you know, a barometer of whether or not the church is doing all it should be doing. Stop that. And recognise you need to get up in your own life and start walking out these truths that we've been talking about today. Amen. We're all called. We're all called to it. We've all been made ministers of what? Reconciliation. We've got to be about that job. That's our ministry right there. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your word. Might even just ask the musicians to come on up. Father, we thank you for, Lord God, the truths, Lord God, that you have brought to our attention afresh today, Lord God, things that we can get a hold of, things that we can uh, put into action in our lives, or even truths, maybe if we're still grappling with it, Lord, that we might even tuck in our hearts and meditate on. Lord, even study a little bit harder and look into, Father. But, Father, we thank you that we're a people, Lord, that are not just getting comfortable as the, as the timing of your coming uh, draws near, Lord, but rather people that are, Father, active, Father, laboring about the business of your kingdom, Father, giving ourselves to activity, Lord God, that's about walking with you and talking with you, praying for others around us, Lord. Lord, being that people that are busy about your business, Father, we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord God, that we're a people, Lord God, ready, Father, to serve you in this time and in this season, Lord. Father, we think it's an exciting time, Lord, to see you at work in the lives of people, doing what only you can do father god and lord we just want to partner with you father we just want to be used as well in what you're doing in the earth today lord we ask your blessing upon the word lord god upon the ministry of the word today and the ministry of your spirit today amongst this people lord thank you for it give you grateful thanks in jesus name and everybody said amen man well we're going to uh just finish with a song i'm just make a quick invitation Uh, if, if you're here this morning you've heard some things about God setting you free and about salvation and about being made whole and all those things and and you haven't got that and you know you haven't got a personal relationship with the Lord I want to encourage you to to perhaps uh, uh, consider coming down the front for for some prayer if you have other needs if you have other circumstances going on that you'd like prayer or you'd like to receive prayer in encourage you to come down the front as well come on down the front just to to my right we're going to be dismissing shortly after this song and there'll be a a queue on this side that'll be for the food so whatever you do if you want prayer don't line up there because uh, what you want will be over on this side if you want to come down for prayer okay you'll find someone dishing you up some food if you stay there long enough hallelujah